their names is Bubber. I'm hurt. Bubber. This is what? Bubber. Bubber. Not Bubber. Bubba. Bubber. 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 I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen that. I, I hurt. I'm hurting. Which muscle? I don't know. I don't have many. <laughs> Joseph? I need, I need your oh, undivided God. attention, guys. I've got a really good story for you. Okay. Sure All you right. do. A buddy of mine, he's in his 80s now, Oof. a couple of weeks ago, went over to Alec and brought a brand new vet. It was Ooh, a really nice day. baby. And uh, I don't want to do What should I? I'm just going to call him Jimmy. So he takes off from the dealership, and he hits 80 in a, in a 40 zone before he even gets oh, to the freeway. No. He hops on the freeway on 94. He spools this thing up to about 100 miles an hour. Three minutes later, he's got a trooper in his rearview mirror. <laughs> and Jimmy, oh, no. I don't know what he was thinking, put his foot to the floor. Oh, no. no wrong got, move. Got her up to about 120, and then he says, oh, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute. What the hell am I doing? Yeah. And uh, he, he, the pulls the, theory. he pulls He pulls over, and uh, the trooper walks up to him and uh, says to him, uh, sir, uh, my shift, it ends in 30 minutes. It's Friday. <laughs> it's a nice day. You give me one good reason for speeding that I've never heard before. <laughs> I'll let you go. Jimmy thinks for a second, and he says, well, years ago, my wife ran off with a state trooper. I thought you were bringing her back. So oh, have a good day, sir. The trooper said. Well, that's the old joke. I mean, that, he he was he drew up. He dragged out an old punchline from a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it worked. Yeah, I just yeah. printed. I printed it out yesterday so I could get the details. What's right. he do for a living? It's all fake. Joke. It's a it's Every, a fake it's, story, Joe. It's, it's a, a joke. Oh, oh, <laughs> you have you don't have a friend who bought a new vest. No, oh, no. no. had me going. <laughs> Mr. Sucher, uh, I have the cartoon in front of me. Describe it or hold it up it, to the hold it, it up to well, the camera. I can't hold it up. I have it on my computer. Oh, describe it, it to me. It there's a uh, one panel, yep. and then the, in a circle, there's a very crabby looking guy saying, "Broadcasting the Muslim call to prayer at all hours will make Minneapolis too noisy." Yep. And then as you expand that, he's actually standing in the window of his house with his wife, yep. and there are a bunch of gangbangers shooting guns off outside the door, and his wife says. What? That's it. That's the cartoon. Oh, where's the pothole one that I'm thinking of? I don't know. There's two yeah, of there's... them. There's there is two of them. I know what Joe's referencing. Okay. The other this though this was the follow up to the one John's mentioning where this one is the cars are dodging. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly which one you're talking. Well, about. This is the one they apologized for today. In other words, he was saying uh, the Muslim call to prayer is the least of your problems. Uh, well, no, he was complaining. He was saying that was the problem, but his wife, by saying what? Was I know. Kind of... In other words, he's covering his ass. He's saying, yeah, these bells might be going off, dear, but in our front yard, people are shooting. No, he's actually complaining about that. That's his, his complaint is the, hey. the bells, but the wife is saying what? Because of all the gangbangers outside. He looks very crabby about the Muslim thing in the cartoon. Can well, Chris hear us? Yes, I can. Sorry. We're evidently listening. not live. We were live for a few seconds, and now we're not. Plus, oh. I need ads. All right, Joe, today you are going to need, I, I'm going to need from you, Ripple Lip, 
Aquaside, EcoFun, and Mueller Memorial. Hire a pro is scheduled, but and you don't do that live. Do that. So the town council didn't hear my awesome joke. No, they did. They will on the video <laughs> feed. Just those that are that are streaming oh, the. I didn't hear. But it. Kenny, there's way more people that watch this via the video feed anyway. Really? Oh yeah. Why? Because it's it's at their convenience. Yeah, they don't exactly. need to be but here. Why right would now. you watch us? <laughs> Kenny, what was your joke? I missed it. Uh, I thought you were bringing my ex-wife back. Okay, have a nice day. Got it. Wait, wait, wait. Ah! Whoa! All right. Um, no town council's gonna have to watch the whole damn. Now you can just fast forward. No, it's actually it'll it'll be right away. Yeah. 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 Hey, can I? uh, A motion. Motion. Uh, Denied. 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 So yeah. Can we never bring up Tucker Carlson again on this show? Yeah, I intend to. I even skipped the story today about him going on the air last Thank night. You. So okay, just you. because I thought enough. I don't freaking care. Yeah, going- well, wait, wait till he runs for the presidency, then you'll care. Oh Jesus! Are you going Tommy Lee Jones in the Fugitive? I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Where's the? Uh, uh, Where, um, no, never mind. I'll find it. I'll find it. I sent the 60. What, what is the problem here? Mm, I sense drama on the way. Drama? Yeah. Drama. Yeah, Ray. Here. Let's choose this account. Uh, John. Yes, sir. Um. Lee Oswald was working for the CIA. Here we go again. All right, everybody. <laughs> First gear. I've watched three videos since yesterday. Frataloni hardware and garden stores. <laughs> and I use that line because I have to do a groundhog red. What? Nothing. Huh? Do I have to do one today? No, yeah. they need one for radio. And we I did don't, one. I, I heard you. I know. But it wasn't a 60, was it? I, I, I edited it. The second one did was longer, but I, I chopped it up. And um, I don't know why this is becoming an issue, but. Um, yes. We need to do it again? No, no. No, no one's do it again. Yes. Nothing, Joe. I, um, I'm sending it right now. I see. Yeah. Frataloni hardware and garden You know what I think I'm going to start doing? Uh, it's, instead of reply all, it's going to include all five of you on everything. Yes. Frataloni hardware you, garden stores. If you do, I'm going to answer you with smart ass remarks continuously. Yeah, like a monkey could do your job. What are you complaining about? No. Wow. Frataloni hardware and garden stores. You know, I'm not Yours feeling too, too well. Such. I think I'm going to. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Laser focus. Frataloni uh, hardware and garden stores. Thursday. Are you writing today, Joe? 
I'm supposed to. I'm going to start taking Thursdays off. Taking Friday off, Joe? Tomorrow? Uh, You out tomorrow? I think we have to start doing that. (laughs) I I take every Friday off, so. I'm going to start taking Thursdays off. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, are you ready? Usually when I say uh, Fred Looney's Hardware and Garden Stores. Oh, I have a well, I'll tell oh. you on the air. I'll tell you on the air. Joe. Okay. Fred Looney's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1066, April 27th, 2023. Uh-oh. I was supposed to call a sister today because it's her birthday. Let's do it live. And we rank those in the order they received. I bet I'm going to be last. 85 degrees. Power ranking sister. birthday style. Really? Well, because voicemails count. Voicemails count. Oh, wow. 85. That's weird. What the hell? What the hell is... I thought it was just Joe, apparently. It's the whole family. Wow. 85 degrees on this day. I wonder how old she is. She ain't my mother. Or she's younger than me. The same thing with my sisters. No idea. (laughs) 85 (laughs) degrees on this day in 1977. 21 degrees on this day in 1909. And just to warm the cockles of your heart. Eight and a half inches of snow on this day in 1907. No, thank you. And get this. No ice outs today. There are ice outs tomorrow. And there were ice outs yesterday. But for some reason... The old ice held firm on April 27th throughout the history of the state of Minnesota. That doesn't mean fishing isn't far behind. Today's ice outs are brought to you by Ripple Lip. That's an app. You got all that electric stuff in your fishing boat, Hummingbird, Garmin, Lowrance, Marine Electronics. An app coordinates it all. It puts it it all together, and you can find out some really neat stuff about using your electronic fishing equipment at RippleLipUniversity.com. Oh, and this is where I do the ice outs. There aren't any. None? There aren't Are any. Are we done? Which means we're getting closer to swimming season. And you're going to swim a lot better and hear a lot less griping from the kids if you use Aquaside to clear up the weeds and gunk and algae at your dock. Aquaside has been helping people create Great lake shores maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. I've used them. That's how easy they are. They work quickly. Aquaside is registered with the EPA and DNR and they're safe. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem. Tell them what you're looking at and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushi. I I wonder what it will do to my knack scale. Uh oh. To confess the following. Duh, oh don't do it, Joe. Oh boy. We already have questions about you. I uh, uncovered one of the summer cars. Attempted to start it. The battery appeared to be dead. Yeah. All right. 
But I had been charging that all winter. About every four or five weeks, I would charge it. Uh, at, at, at a couple of attempts to start it, it the, you didn't hear the starter whirring, but you heard something. Hmm. And I also noticed the interior instrumentation, which usually lights up when you hit the starter button, that wasn't happening. And then sometimes just zero noise was nothing. Not even a click, click, Press click, the click, starter click. button, nothing. Hmm. No clicking, no nothing. Okay. Uh, at great inconvenience to me, because, boy, they put those new batteries together in new cars. They button them in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I uh, took the battery out, took it to the local auto parts store, and tested it. And while the guy was hooking it up, I said, oh, please be dead. Please be dead. Because if it's not dead, something Ooh. else is wrong. <clears throat> It was not dead. It was in Uh-oh. good shape. Oh, no. So I haul the battery back. I put it back in the car. I hook up the terminals. Nothing. Zero. Oh, no. And then I'm thinking, okay, is there a dead spot in the starter, maybe? Or the solenoid's not firing? So I put the car in gear and then nudge it a little bit, hoping to kind of move the starter. <clears throat> sure enough. Uh, oh, and then I took the... The remote, and I unlocked it. Well, that's working. I unlocked doors and (laughs) opened the trunk, and sure enough, it started right up. And you don't know what the problem was? I don't know what the problem was. The next day, back to zero. Well, to make a long story short, to make a long story short, you know what the problem was? I can't even guess. Maybe this won't knock me down on the next scale. The fob battery was dead. Oh, God. I didn't know it was plausible that a dead fob would not start the car. That's what it's come to. Wow. I'm not going to rip you because this very thing. Go ahead and rip me. No, no, because this very thing happened to me. Do you know what you do in that situation? And I'm not kidding. Yeah. I brought, it was with the old Jaguar that I sold. But you bring it, bring it, literally go into Fratelloni's. They will replace it for you. I already did that. Well, what I'm saying is if you know that that's not working. No, no, Chris, you... you The fob I'm talking about. Right, Chris, you you weren't paying attention to the story. Sure I am. It was only at the very last moment I decided, I wonder if the fob battery is dead. I then took the fob battery to the hardware store, where where the guy at the counter, by the way, would not disassemble the fob. He said, I'm not breaking this. I said, okay, give me your thinnest screwdriver. I took it apart. He got me the correct, he checked the battery that came out of the fob. It was was shot. Okay. We put a new one in. He made me reassemble it. Even though I said, pal, I'm not going to hold you responsible if you break something. He said, no, I'm not touching this thing. He was too nervous. You're kidding. He knows how litigious you are. That's an aside. That's an aside. (laughs) That's on you. It's neither here nor there. We put the battery in. I put it back together. I took it home. Vroom. Car starts right up. We've never discussed this off the air. What's your opinion of that whole system? No key, fob, got to be close to the car. I don't know what, no, what, what's, what answer, what, what was that a solution to? Yeah. What, what yeah, was wrong exactly. with the way things were? Yeah. I, I don't know what the remote fob is a solution to. Yeah. In any event, I learned a couple of things. Very interesting. If, and I haven't looked yet. Apparently, on my steering column, where the the key would go in in a normal car, yeah, there should be a uh, a marked circle. 
Yes. A, a blank. Yeah. A blank yeah, circle. Exactly. Right. And you hold the fob up to that in the car. When yeah. You you, see, I, even with a I have battery. I've had that happen where the battery died in my fob. And on my dashboard, it says, please put fob next to that yes. ignition. I just, all I do is put it there. Boom, 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 boom. Starts okay, right up. And I learned me, something else, maybe there. even more interesting. Let's go all in. Leaving the fob in the car, which is what I've done since I got the car. Yeah. The the fob is constantly it's, wanting to ma be making oh. contact with the ignition. You're it's draining the juice. It's constantly draining the juice. It's communicating with the yeah. car. That's your bigger neck issue. What? You're leaving the fob in the car. That's why Minneapolis has to put ads saying, take your keys with I you. I don't leave the fob in the car <laughs> when the I park the car it's somewhere. <laughs> well, I've learned that lesson. That fob's going in the house. You're hanging on a little hook? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little hook right inside the. Remember to take the door. Tell every thief where it is. What do you right want to know there. about the 2006 Honda Pilot nothing. with 250,000 miles nothing, on it? Nothing. But has that harmed my NAC scale? Yes. No, not no. I would say no. no. I no. say no. Kenny and Height say no. Rookie and Reavers, who have the least knack of any humans in the world, are saying yes. Yeah, you. that's really well, – because I'm trying to pull you down. Yes. You know, I'm over the cliff. <laughs> I'm just hanging, trying to really drag you down to my – So just now – give uh, me a 1979 square body. Big block with a set of keys. I've said this for a hundred <laughs> years. You can sit, you, even rookie, and that's, I mean this seriously, even rookie who has no intuitive knowledge about an automobile whatsoever. Right. Even rookie could sit in a 1958 Ford and know exactly, seriously, without being told what every knob and button was for. Yes. Thank you for that. Cars used to be intuitive. Now they're mechanical hodgepodges, technological hodgepodges. Wouldn't it be fun to put them in a car that has spark advance on the dash? That'd be <laughs> yeah, so like I an old model A. Don't make me laugh. I sneezed. Sparklers on the dash. Put, put them in an old Model A, and yeah. it'd be like when we put millennials in front of a dial phone and tell them uh, dial up uh, your home. Did, they just uh, they can't do it. We but missed Clarence's the comment on a rotary phone was it'll take you a really long time to call 911. <laughs> we missed really, an on a rotary. We missed an even more important part than Joe's neck oh. skill there. Did you just oh. say you hurt yourself sneezing? Yes. Okay, good. I just want to check. You started I laughing. Pulled and... I pulled something. I pulled something. Oh, you're having a heart attack. You started back. holding your chest. No, it's a pectoral area. <laughs> oh, the pectoral. Your ample bosom. <laughs> I'm still shocked that the guy wouldn't change your battery. battery. He just he said this looks expensive. I don't want to. I don't want to break it. And I said, did you well, name drop? Work. You tell me you were buddies with the. Uh, no, his... I didn't name oh, drop. Oh. Hmm. They're uh, really easy to change. I've I've done it several it, times John. with mine. I yeah, I you just get a little, one of those tiny screwdrivers and go click, open it up. Got it handled. Yeah. I got her. Well, fellas, we've reached the point now where you can't even have an editorial cartoon in the newspaper. <laughs> Because it might upset some Muslims. I can't believe this. Brand new Which, cartoonist. Aren't they missing the point entirely? Day one on the job. <laughs> the Star Tribune publisher very preciously at the lead of the editorials today apologized for the pain an editorial cartoon apparently 
was brought upon the Muslim community. And as I've said many times, and, and Muslims, if you're listening, I include everybody in this, not just Muslims. But the country has run out of people to say, go bleep yourself. They just don't exist anymore. And here is the publisher. He's brand new, by the way. Oh, yeah, Kenny said Steve it was his first Grove. day. No, no, the cartoonist. the cartoonist is cartoonist. brand I'm new. Sorry. I'm sorry. The publisher is also new, but not as new as, as the, the cartoonist. cartoonist. Got it. <laughs> the publisher's name is Steve Grove. I know nothing about him, but he very preciously apologized for the pain, and he said the cartoon didn't achieve its goal. Well, what I would like to ask the publisher is, what was the cartoon's goal? John, describe the cartoon, please. The cartoon had an inset with a very angry-looking fellow looking out his window and uh, standing with his wife. And he says, uh, let's see, broadcasting Muslim, broadcasting the Muslim call to prayer at all hours will make Minneapolis too noisy. So he uh, uh, is upset in the cartoon about uh, Muslims being able to call to prayer. But then you expand the cartoon in the next panel, and it's uh, he's in front of his picture window with his wife with a bunch of gangbangers out front shooting guns off, and she's going, what? So I don't understand how that would be making fun of Muslims. If I, anything, gangbangers should be writing the uh, letters to Exactly, the yeah, not Muslims. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And, and it's poking fun at crackers. And, you know, pretty much the, uh, white white people. The notion brought about most principally by the failed academy, and certainly adhered to by Mysterians, is uh, Mysterians. And I'm going to count you Muslims who complained. I count you among them. They believe they have a right not to be offended. Where is that written? How, how does that happen in the human condition? Uh, you have you're going to be offended in life. That's too bad. Go bleep yourself. We and, don't owe you anything. And the cartoon did not achieve its goal. Well, what in God's name was its goal? It's a cartoon, and it caused pain to readers and communities who felt targeted. And mischaracterize. Go bleep yourself. I'm sorry, CEO and publisher Steve Grove said. We will work harder to do better as an organization. Wasn't that the cartoonist's first cartoon for the paper? It was, yes. But he has experience elsewhere? Yep. I'm sorry, we'll work harder to do better as an organization to ensure we're holding ourselves and our community accountable in constructive ways that speak to our values of respect and integrity. You're full of BS, pal. There you go. You're full of BS. Because let me tell you something. By your, by your rationale in this precious apology, you can't... What cartoon are you going to be able to have? The editorial cartoons are by nature and historically critical. They poke fun at somebody. Yeah. If, what are if you you're going to be, pal? yeah, if you're going to be offended by an editorial cartoon, uh, there's a problem. Well, wouldn't you say that they accomplished their job? The, cartoon? the cartoonist. Yeah. 
Isn't that the job of the cartoon doesn't even have a job. They make you think. And this guy did in this cartoon. Uh, In other words, you think your Muslim bells are loud. Look at what I'm facing in my front yard. Right. Exactly. It's a Mexican standoff in the cartoon. Can we say Mexican standoff? Or am I racist for that? That's dangerous language. Um, I'm offended. This, John, and you'll... You'll appreciate this, John. This reminds me of a conversation we had at the very end of Krabby yesterday. Somehow we got on the topic of North Korea. Dawn brought up a book she read called In In Order Live, written by a North Korean gal that escaped North Korea via China. It's a long, desperate, awful, awful story. She was sold into slavery, etc. She got to the United States, and she compares what's happening now in the United States to North Korea. She said she cannot believe that a free country, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, a free country like this um, deals with what we deal with and how we can't even say yeah. things. Tr- trigger warnings, that sort yeah, of trigger thing. trigger warnings. That, that those yeah, even et cetera, exist. Et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Grove, uh, you set the bar so low yeah. that yeah. I, I don't know what in God's name you would ex- you would accept as an editorial cartoon, mm-hmm. I'm being serious. Did this make what it, possibly yeah, can he yeah. accept? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. This now is going to start happening all over the country now with newspapers. Uh, this fella came from USA Today, where he was the editorial cartoonist and worked 20 years at the Detroit Free Press. His name is Mike Thompson. Do you think he's going, what in the hell did I just do? Yes, Why am I, I do believe he's, yes. he's doing yeah. that. He is. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Grove said, we'll work hard, countable, blah, blah, blah. I sh- I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said blah, blah, blah. Four <laughs> legislators, along with many allies, including Keith Ellison and St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter, held a state capital news conference to condemn recent vandalism at mosques. There's no relationship between the cartoon and vandalism at mosques. Correct. That's like saying everyone who has ever worn leather shoes at some point in their life has heart failure. Jeez. There's no causality there. There's oh. no there's no relationship. Oh, you're in favor of killing cows. Yeah. See. Um, <laughs> I'm not done. Uh, State Capitol News Conference to condemn vandalism at Moss. After the news conference, the legislators issued the written statement that focused criticism on the cartoon. Globally, many Muslims report not being respected by those in the West. Go bleep yourself. And this cartoon adds to that sentiment here in Minnesota, the statement said. So we have to, if you're going to ever have an editorial cartoon about Muslims, it must be layered in respect. That's not how that works. That's not how cartoons work. And, well, this, and the thing that bugs me is there's nothing in this cartoon. The guy's being made fun of who's making fun of the Muslim idea. So in other words, the cartoonist is picking on what right. he sees as a guy who's nuts about his yeah. exactly. don't get me started. <laughs> okay. No uh, the statement said a news release attributed the comments to representatives, Hodan Hassan, Samak Kab Hussein and Mohammed Noor and Senator Omar Fateh. Uh, which one of those was in the food fraud with the, with the Fry's office? Was it one of them? Wasn't mm. one of them working for Fry? Uh, anyway, Hussein represents St. Paul. The other three represent Minneapolis. Grove, who was in his second week as publisher, so I apologize, Chris. He's damn near as new as the cartoonist. Said that he. Spent I was not a, offended. I'm, so. I'm hoping not. 
said that he spent a lot of time in recent days speaking with readers and community leaders. Bear with me as I turn to the jump. Uh, including Muslims. It's clear to me that the intent of the cartoon did not match its impact, Grove said. I don't know what that means. What? While the cartoonist was trying to support the decision of the Minneapolis City Council, he was? He was. It was he he was, yes. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was. The, pe- the piece drew many, particularly those in the Muslim community, to feel disrespected by its depictions. The cartoon was published Sunday uh, in the opinion section, which is run separately from the news department. But what you, what you're really telling me, Grove, without saying it, is you're going to be putting a tight leash on your cartoonists, mm-hmm. even though you're allowing them to appear in the in the editorial section. Uh, it featured an image of a man grousing to a woman that the recently amended noise ordinance allowing the call to prayer would make Minneapolis too noisy. In the second image, the same couple stood inside a home while four masked assailants fired guns. Uh, as the editorial cartoonist, Thompson works independently of reporters and editors in the newsroom. Not anymore, Not, pal. Yeah, exactly. You're bleeped. <laughs> the legislators said they were disappointed, called the image Blatantly racist. No. It's not uh, racist. I'm looking at it. It's not racist. Uh, not at all. That. And noted that the two mosque fires came after the cartoon was published. That's really that's really a low blow from these legislators to mm-hmm. tie the cartoon to mosque fires. Yep. They just kicked that cartoonist in the nuts. Yeah. Yep. The lawmaker's statement said the cartoon insinuated that Islam and the call to prayer are weapons that incite violence. Well, then, uh, we don't know And these that. are the legislators who rep you, represent you, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why the state is, is so culturally degraded. It's just falling apart. Yep. Ellison, who was Muslim, spoke briefly, condemning the mosque attacks. He did not mention the cartoon. Well, probably because he's at least smart enough to realize the irony of it. After the news conference, Carter said in a written in a written statement, attack on a mosque is an attack on every place of worship and fundamentally undermines our right to freely practice our beliefs. Okay, Melvin, that's that's good. You found a, another public stage to get on that has nothing to do with the failure of your city. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> wow. Well. Uh, that's a shame, man. You are seeing the end of editorial cartooning. <clears throat> what, you want to play what if? Sure. Would they back down for the Catholics or the Lutherans no. or the no. Episcopalians? Well, no. Okay, because why? They wouldn't complain. Because I'm a Catholic and I don't give a bleep what you put in your editorial right. cartoon. It doesn't hurt. Sticks and stones. But for the Muslims, sticks and stones will hurt them. Are they Wait. just simply what? mad that attention was given to the fact that they can now do the call to prayer and if and if so why aren't they mad about the many articles that were printed uh, i do know that i believe uh i i did say upon the advent of the ordinance approving the call to prayer i say i said uh, i wonder what will be next i i find uh, the very activist wing of the Muslim community to be very Machiavellian, very bold, very demanding, very expectant, uh, very uh, eager 
to be accommodated. And I, I just wonder, it's, it's, it's the call to prayer today. I wonder what it'll be two years from now. Go they ahead, wanna, go yeah. ahead and ring the bells. I don't care, but uh, don't, don't, you can't convince me that that's, that's the end of your demands. They're telling us that our way of life, living our lives is evil and that we need to change our ways in order to accommodate them. And uh, you could put a call in, Rook, to the cartoonist in the event he wishes to vent. I would love to know. uh, What's up next for you? Have you ever been sidetracked (laughs) on your first ever cartoon anywhere? (laughs) <laughs> Have you ever been knocked off your saddle in your first ever cartoon? Have you put in your resume for another publication? Because that's the end of editorial cartooning at the Star Tribune, and I'm not I'm not saying no, that lightly. I know you're not, and it's true. Is because it there is nothing that can pass the muster of a publisher who is so precious he wants to apologize for a benign cartoon. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong to tell immigrants? immigrants to assimilate to the american way of life is that it's now wrong it didn't used to be wrong because i'm thinking back all the way to the you know 1700s when people from england came over and then sweden and the irish and everybody else i have my scooter at home ecofund tim delivered it i couldn't be happier all i need now is weather came back all polished and clean and serviced Right now at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville, there's the great spring sale is still continuing. Save on electric bikes and all those scooters that turn urban errands into adventures and Yamaha scooters and uh, Remax side-by-sides, the Vanderhall USA Roadsters, which I have advised you, you must see to believe. They are really, really cool. Uh, good youth recreational equipment, too. You don't want the kids... In a in a in an ATV that's not the right size, too many bad things can happen, too many terrible accidents. You want them in a little one, and in fact, you can even get them with remote control. So you sit there in the yard and watch them zip around, and if you think they're getting in trouble, you hit the button and put on the brakes. Great service, great apparel, helmets. It's all at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97 just immediately west of the Interstate 35, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. Sorry, we were just running long. That's an amazing, amazing thing. I wish I had a big sheet of editorial cartoons in front of me because I could go through every one and show you how it would be offensive to somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, if this guy had been editor when Sack was there, he'd have been apologizing, you know, every other mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And Sack was a trusty liberal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this guy probably is, too. Mm-hmm. That's not going to make any difference. God, that's just, yep. it's just.
Kenny, did I lose you on my end? Is that what happened? I have no idea what happened. Okay. That was odd. All right. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. Is Kenny got some? He does. Let's go. All right. I'm rolling. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's Hello? the end of the world as we know it. At Hello? It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels <laughs> fine. Joe Souchere. It's like a hip-hop or a DJ <laughs> at the table, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, that's nice. What is this? That's still. Still. Can wow. we have the ad, please? I'm no, running on a time I haven't heard this here. story, uh, this solo before. Nice. Uh, here's the mission statement yeah, for you. Yeah, from now on, make sure you play that, you moron. I have played it. We, we play We've that, never heard that we, lead before. We play ever. that one a lot. It just ever. never plays out to the solo. I'm with Kenny. I've never Chris, heard it. Chris, I'm with you. It's it's playing. I'm, playing I'm offended. I'm offended. I don't yeah. have an opinion. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Rook. <laughs> Here's a mission statement for you. Aim High Construction is in the business of designing gorgeous custom spaces where life happens i love that the crew at aim high construction they can make your vision a reality they can handle your exterior and interior needs for both residential and commercial units that includes everything roofing siding kitchens decks basements whatever you got chris the owner 100 committed to your 100 satisfaction his team also dedicated to superior craftsmanship when you work with Aim High, you can expect prompt, professional, and courteous service from a very experienced crew. And they also work with all the leading brands in the industry, which means you get long-lasting, high-performing solutions for your project. From the very beginning, the design of your new space to the final cleanup for an, a very enjoyable experience. Get the bid ball rolling. Do it right away. Get on the schedule. They're very busy. Go to aimhighconstructionmn.com to discuss that project. It's aimhighconstructionmn.com. I'm sorry. I, I keep having deep thoughts about this behavior of the Star Tribune publisher. Uh, if he was that, he's new on the job. This was the editorial cartoonist's first effort for the paper. If he was that quick <clears throat> to apologize because some legislators groused uh and he not only apologized but he assigned to his apology very weighty words pain disrespect uh, he assigned the cartoon more weight than it had as an instrument of damage if he's that quick to do that what possible future does this newspaper have <laughs> i mean think about it logically what possible future does this newspaper have? Not only editorially, but just as, a, as an entity, as a news-gathering institution. If you're going to be walking on eggshells every single time you put a piece of paper in the typewriter to do a story, what are you left with? They're already, they're already following lock, step, and barrel. Lock, what's that <laughs> phrase? Lock, stock, and Lock, barrel. Lock, stock, and barrel. They're already following the Mysterian agenda. How low can you go? This is getting toward the belly of the snake. 
What have, is this guy, Steve Grove? I have emailed uh, Mike look, Thompson. Look, look up Steve Grove. I think he came to the Star Tribune. Uh, I I want to be correct. That's why I want you to look him up. I think he came from a bank. I think he was a, a very successful businessman in the Twin Cities. Uh, Star Tribune names former Google exec Google, Steve Grove as publisher. Well, Google a is... A Northfield native. Google is the eye of the mystery. Google is the eye of of uh, being careful not to offend. Google is a mystery uh, organization. So, and his... I, I guess he was a high-ranking at Google? Yes. Well, at about the I'm 200 gonna... grand level, whatever that level gets you at... Uh, at Google. But can you imagine the BS he heard at Google? Yeah. Now he brings that failed mindset to a newspaper? Um, before that, he was Governor yeah. Walls' Commissioner of Employment and Economic Development, oh, too. Christ, he worked for Walls. <laughs> well, Star Tribune, I've always said you were really, really lucky to land on your feet when Glenn Taylor purchased you because you had a local, you had a local owner, a fellow with a with a big investment in the state, you were you really landed on your feet with that. Ooh, uh, ooh, it gets worse. <laughs> Grove also led Google's civic engagement work, including the company's nonpartisan voter information and get out the vote efforts. Yeah. Well, all I'm telling you is, he's tipped his hand, <laughs> and it didn't take him long. He tipped his hand on the first ever cartoon by the cartoonist they just hired. So I see nothing good coming in the future. Nothing. Northfield High School. I have a question, a newspaper question about that. Yeah. D doesn't that violate some type of ethics or? What does? Well, he worked for the current administration's. What what ethics would that violate? I, I, I don't know. That's why it I'm doesn't, asking. It doesn't oh. violate no. any I know ethics. you okay. mentioned the complaints, but did you notice who's missing, who hasn't complained? And You'll maybe not. they did. Maybe they did. And we don't know. Everybody that complained works in government yeah i didn't see any names mentioned from the general public complaining this is and that to me is kind of eerie and it yep. shows you where the government is heading if the only people that were offended by this work in the government uh presumably for us we're headed in a dangerous direction why didn't you set nice this catch up there why didn't you set this up for me better kenny Minnesota lawmakers are mulling a change to state law, House File 181, that would log alleged bias incidents even when they aren't considered a crime. The bill introduced in January would allow people to report perceived bias-related incidents such as alleged slurs and verbal attacks that would fall outside hate crimes compiled annually by the State Bureau of wow. Criminal Apprehension. This is according to the St. Cloud Times. Republican State Representative Walter Hudson warned that House... Have you ever succeeded in getting him on? I'm just waiting for when you want well, to have him on. Oh, he's agreed to come on? Mm -hmm. All right. House File 181 could pose a threat to religious freedom. It seems very clear, based upon their focus on motivation that they're more concerned about what's going on in people's heads, which is protected speech. And that's thought crime, he told Fox News Digital. An exchange between Niska, uh, Harry Niska, Republican, uh, and, and fellow state representative Samantha Vann, a Democrat, 
where Niska asked several hypothetical questions about the legislation. If a Minnesotan writes an article claiming or arguing that COVID-19 is a Chinese bioweapon that leaked from a lab in Wuhan, and someone reports that article that to the Department of Human Rights, <laughs> is that something the Department of Human Rights should put in their bias registry under your bill? Uh, look up uh, Rook Samantha Van, V-A-N. She apparently is the author of this bill. Is that something the Department of Human Rights should put in their bias registry under your bill, Niska? Asked. Uh, Vang, I guess it is, not Samantha Vang. Vang. Argued that while not all incidents are considered violent or criminal, this sort of rhetoric has a is bias motivated. Therefore, it can be considered a bias incident. The end is coming so fast, I can't keep up with it. Niska said Vang's answer is troubling. He posed another question to Vang, asking whether someone wearing an I love J.K. Rowling shirt would be added to the database. Because J.K. Rowling is someone who has said, go bleep yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was born and raised in North Minneapolis. Her parents are Hmong refugees from Thailand. She graduated from Robinsdale Armstrong High School and Gustavus Adolphus with a Bachelor of Science in Political Science and Communications. Uh, Courses you can't flunk. Right. And how long has she been in the legislature? Assumed office January 8th, 2019. And she represents what area? Brooklyn Park, uh, Brooklyn Center. And this young woman uh, feels it's within her purview to establish a state registry of incidents that could be determined by us. Determined by whom? Well, the answer is the government. The government. The thought police. Jesus uh, H. Christ, and I am praying. This is. I am not swearing. This I is, am praying. This is your prediction years ago coming true. And the fact that w- this precedent was started with COVID, right? The wall's snitch line. Mm-hmm. Snitch on your neighbors. Yeah. Uh, she won 72% of the vote to 27 in 2018. In 2020, 62% to 25. And in 2022, uh, 72% to 27. Niska said, if a Minnesotan is wearing a T-shirt that says, I love J.K. Rowling, and someone sees that and reports them to the Minnesota Department of Human Rights as an example of gender identity or gender expression bias, is that something that the Minnesota Department of Human Rights should put in this data, in this bias database, he asked? Bang suggested this question would be better answered by lawyers and added, I'm not going to say yes or no to that question. <laughs> Harry Potter uh, uh, author Rowling has been condemned by many of her left-wing fans over her statements regarding transgender ideology. I'm unaware that she said anything that's uh, horribly she hasn't. insightful. Uh, or, yeah, as in inciting violence. J.K. Rowling has been the center of controversy over her views and statements about transgender individuals and biological sex. Uh, okay, that's that's how this story ends. But uh, could you look for more, please, rookie? Uh, look up House File One Eight One, please, and uh, um, print it for me. This T-shirt thing. Reminds me of you're going to have to um, fill me in on what the T-shirt said, but we had a preacher out at the Mall of America that got the boot a couple of times 
because he had some sort of conservative-based religious message on it, on his shirt. Do you remember, John? Yeah, I do. It, it actually said there's only one one religion, and that's what everybody found offensive about it. So, right. it, so allegedly this, the, the Jewish people, yeah. the Muslims all took it as being yeah, hate yeah. speech, basically. Well, so this ball is already rolling, and then you're going to have to remind me again. I've been Googling, and I can't find it. Early in his uh, residency in the White House, Biden wanted to form was some kind of club or something for uh, uh, approved journalists. Do you guys recall yeah. that? And that had the, uh, the the stink of big mind control government. Yeah, that should make any but, journalist nervous. But just think of this: this creepy vang, uh, apparently does not have in her, in her heart any concept of American convention. And, and if you want to get, it won't be far-fetched because if the government, if this should pass, which I hope is unlikely, but it's just like the lawnmower ban, everything's a trial balloon. Everything's a small bite until you're finally hooked. If this should be passed, I, I don't find it at all uh, unlikely that I would be reported for bias if I wrote a T-shirt that said, I love gasoline-powered engines. <laughs> it's the government. That will decide. And the government is going to be the one that tells you how you're going to live how you're going to be managed, mm. and how you're going to behave. Shades again of North Korea. Did I don't you, think maybe, I'm out of line here. No, Maybe you address this during the story, but who decides once this is reported? If and I that's, report that's you. That's why I have Rook looking up the bill. Right. There's, there's okay. nothing in the yeah. story that suggests, according to whom is their bias? Yeah, does it all go on a list, or do they have to pick and choose what they want on the list? You know what I mean? People, uh, I guess the left just doesn't have enough ore in the water to care what's happening. Oh, this is all being done by design. Let's not. But it's ourselves. happening. It's it's just run a rocket ship to hell. You said it last week. That's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. A bias registry. What? Then I'm on it right away. Right. Oh, just yeah. Just for doing well, this, you will never write again. On it. Everybody's yeah. on it yep. at some point. I mean, everybody. Thompson at the Star Tribune's on it. Yeah. Can I go back to the cartoon for a minute about yeah. something Kenny yes. said? Uh, Kenny said, "Is it just you know? Are there there are a lot of normal people? I went back and looked on Twitter that complained about it too, but they're not complaining about the Muslim uh, take on it. They're all saying it's racist because everybody outside shooting guns would be assumed to be black. Well, well, they would be. Now, now we have a discussion worth talking about. <laughs> Uh, if you ask me, are you going to print it? I can't print it out from here, so I emailed it to Chris, and he can. Uh, well, copy then, the link let's and take a break, and we'll go to the printer. You know, when I'm all worked up and Forget mad the about printer, and I'll go get it. Yeah. Oh, you're doing an ad. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I'm all worked up and hot and bothered, I want to mm -hmm. cool off with a nice glass of water. I'm oh. putting you on the list. I, <laughs> ice water is the best from Hofferman Water and Connecticut. I've been a customer of Hofferman for years. You will be happy if you decide to make the switch. And you know what? Spring is the best time of the year to make that switch. So do me a favor. Call Hofferman today 
and maybe schedule somebody to come out and check, uh, give you a water analysis at your home. 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or visit their website, hoffermanwater.com. You get that new system from Connecticut, which is the best, and so is Hofferman. Your water is instantly better. So is your laundry, your showers, your cooking. Everything is better. So get on that schedule. Please let the fine folks at Hofferman Water know that you heard about it on here on the Garage Logic Podcast. All I got on the list, it reminded me of Nixon's list of animes. Oh, and yeah. the, the old joke was people were dying to get on it. They wanted yeah. to be on yeah. it. Right. So that maybe that's what Are we should say. Are you going to go say. look for that, Rook? Did you print it, Reeves? I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Just think of this, folks. <laughs> if you create a government database of people who were thought to have said or done something biased, for what possible reason does the government database exist? Mm-hmm. This is like J. Edgar Hoover's list. Mm-hmm. This is this is uh, this is Orwellian beyond imagination. Uh, get the groin kick ready too. Let's kick the shit out of this yeah. bang, whoever the hell that is. I'd like to point out on this show something's wrong because I'm agreeing way too much with you guys. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, it's it's yeah, it's it's eerie. Well, it's a universal thing. I mean, you know, like you said, Kenny, I, I was obviously, you know, against the Hoover Nixon list. Why wouldn't I be against this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see how both sides are the same anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to argue. But it was a saner world and nothing came of the end. I think we were, I don't think it was saner. I think we were more naive and we were more engrossed in living out our own american dream yeah but nothing mm. came of summary well I, people would argue that joe including old john lennon he he might have an argument yeah, as the, well he's as not the, around to argue so. they tried to keep him out of the country because he was on the list <laughs> didn't work because he took him to court but <clears throat> see i knew i could find something to disagree with you guys on uh, with him, I'm still still batting for your team. Striking out a lot, but, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. going to the plate. What are you going to do? Watching them go by. <laughs> I did have to laugh there when you said that about the list. I saw uh, Cabot right before they took him off, the bastards, and Paul Newman was on, and Cabot said, I hear you're on Nixon's enemy list, and Newman basically said... Yes, and I'm very proud of that. Can you ready? Joe said something that it it fired something in my brain, something about what the Star Tribune has become, and I immediately thought about everybody calling it the Star and Sickle. And then I'm going, oh, wait a minute. Socialism wouldn't do this. Oh, wait, who complained? Oh, wait, it's all. And I looked at the list, and I started highlighting it. It's all Mm -hmm. government officials complaining. It may. How come nobody's called out that they? Oh, don't get me started. That's a good catch, though. But call out to who? Let me John? do a little bit more on you know the bill I mean? and then well, not take it, a break, but go right to John. One more time. Sorry. I'm going to do a little bit more on this bill and then not take a break, but we'll go to John. All right. I'm just a man. Johnny, you will have pro turf again. Okay. John, when you get to your halfway point, please throw it to rookie. Rookie, I need. Um, 
I need uh, Minnesota Masonic today Got from it. you, please. Sitting on tap later. Ready, Ken? Yeah. What's okay. Vang's first name? Samantha. <clears throat> Excuse me. Goodness. Ready? Okay. Yeah. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. If you want the best lawn in the block, you've got to go with ProfessionalTurf.com. They've been at it since 82. If you want your lawn looking the best, you want to maximize your living space this summer, ProTurf also has that cover with their landscaping division. They will work with you to design a landscape project using digital photography and imaging software, kind of like CSI, uh, so you can see how it'll look in full color before the work even starts. They uh, install. They uh, specialize in the installation: trees, shrubs, beds, rock, sod, whatever. You, concrete pavers, yeah. Stone patios, of course. Fire pits, retaining walls. They do it all. They can really make that back end or front yard look fantastic. And you know what that does? Forces your equity. And then your taxes go up. But your place is worth a lot more. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, the best lawn in the neighborhood and amazing outdoor environments. It can all be yours. Just log on to professionalturf.com. Uh, this uh, uh, groin kick, this Samantha Vang. Ah, yes. Right across the room. There it is. Right, right across the room. Here's the bill. That deserves this. <laughs> A bill for an act relating to public safety, expanding the reporting of crimes motivated by bias. Who would determine if they're motivated by bias? Mm -hmm. Amending the crimes of assault, property damage, and harassment motivated by bias. Uh, who's going to determine that? Requiring the Board of Peace Officers standards and training to update training to recognize responding to and reporting crimes of bias appropriating money, amending Minnesota statutes, 2022 sections, and on and on and on. <clears throat> Subdivision one, formulation of policies, exercise leadership under the direction of the governor in the development of human rights policies and programs and make recommendations to the governor and the legislature for their consideration and implementation. Establish and maintain a principal office in St. Paul and any other necessary branch offices at any location within the state, meet and function at any place within the state, employ attorneys, clerks, and other employees and agents as the commissioner may deem necessary and prescribe their duties. To the extent permitted by federal law and regulation, utilize the records of the Department of Employment and Economic Development of the state when necessary to effectuate the purposes of this chapter. Obtain upon request and utilize services of all state government departments and agencies. Issue complaints, receive and investigate charges alleging unfair discriminatory practices, determining whether or not probable cause exists for a hearing. Subpoena witnesses, administer oaths, take testimony, and require the production uh, for examination of any books and papers relative to any matter under investigation or in question as the commissioner deems appropriate. I might as well be reading this mm -hmm. in North Korea. Right. Yeah. Yep. Attempt, and attempt by means of education, conference, conciliation, and persuasion to eliminate 
unfair discriminatory practices as being contrary to the public policy of the state. Don't we have about a thousand laws on the book that already address such things? I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, this is a very long, long bill. It goes on and on and on. I don't have time to read the whole thing, but I love the fact about pop-up state offices. <laughs> okay. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. As you were reading this, I'm thinking, my God, this vastly expands government. We're going to need more money. You know, you're up at uh, you're up at the lake. Yeah, you're at Gull Lake. Yep. And and someone goes by with a big Trump sign flying yeah. from oh, their boat. They're, they're everywhere. I'm the going of... to the office in yep. Brainerd right yep. now. <laughs> Offended. Yep. I'll save this and study it. Oh, uh, this is. Uh... What if I'm on pus? What if I'm on that lake? Are we offended? Well, you you already have had a complaint, yeah. a complaint filed because of the name. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is really, really a long bill. Uh, this Vang doesn't have enough to do. Plus, is spelled with one S, by the way. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> is, you. so uh, I got got a new one. Look, tincture, tincture. Well, that it's right in there with tincture. ointment and tincture. salve. Okay, unguent. Here's John with the news. Well, I, I I don't know how you this, can top the news we've had so far. This is one yeah, giant. Hold my beer after another. I, I'm gonna start it drinking is. again because there's no, <laughs> no. There's really no. There's no payoff this for this. this wow. I'm uh, I'm, fault. <laughs> I'm offended, Joe. If you're gonna start drinking, I'm reporting you. Just so and you I, know. And then I'm gonna report myself for a biased wow. complaint. Yeah. <laughs> Thank no, you, no. Joe. I'm going to start drinking again, but not drink Bud Light because of that fruitcake on there the can. Right. There, there, I get a there, bias there's complaint. There's your bias uh, yeah. complaint. Yep. Uh, this update is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. The Winona Police Department and Winona Emergency Manager made a new request in the search for Maddie Kingsbury. She was last seen March 31st. Law enforcement wants property owners in Winona and Fillmore counties to report wells from before 1925, old homesteads and old windmills on their properties. They're also asking people to report any sinkholes that are accessible by car. Information is not included in available records, according to authorities, could lead to new searches. If you have one of those facilities on your property in Winona or Fillmore County, you can report it to search at co.winona.mn.us. Law enforcement is also partnering with Maddie's family and requesting that property owners in Winona, Fillmore, and Houston counties put a blue check mark in an easy visible location if you consent to having your property searched. Now, please continue to review tips and ask anyone with info to call Crime Stoppers or submit tips online to Crime Stoppers. There's a $50,000 reward for information that leads investigators to Maddie. How long has this gal been missing? March 31st is the March last time 31st. she was seen. More than three weeks. This is such a weird story. Mm -hmm. One man is dead after a shooting in North Minneapolis late Wednesday night. The fatal shooting was one of multiple violent incidents that happened across the city overnight. Minneapolis police say they responded to a shot spotter activation near the intersection of 23rd Avenue and 4th Street North about 1115 last night. Officers found a man in his 40s with multiple gunshot wounds sitting in a parked vehicle with the engine running. He died despite life-saving efforts at the scene. In separate incidents, two other men came to North Memorial Hospital with non-life-threatening gunshot wounds. One male shooting victim arrived at about 9 p.m., but police have not released info on where it happened or what led to that shooting. Another man with a gunshot wound then arrived at 1120. 
Police say they believe that shooting happened on Golden Valley Road near Penn Avenue. Police say another man reportedly stabbed around 1130 in downtown Minneapolis last night. His condition has not been released. That happened near the intersection of 1st Avenue and 5th Street North. No arrests have been reported in any of the incidents. Can you, Reavers, when you play Kamala Harris, can you turn the speed down? Oh, to, uh, you don't have to do it right now, but can you turn it to half uh, speed on a playback? Let me see. Uh, That's neither here nor there for John's news. I'm just, it's a thought that I need answered. Go ahead, John. Okay. Uh, Some possible legal trouble for the guy many see as the key to the future of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards cited for third degree assault by Denver police after the team's season ending loss to the Nuggets after he allegedly swung a folding chair and hit two women who were working at the time at Ball Arena. Well, he didn't allegedly do it. I saw him do it. Denver beat Minnesota uh, Tuesday night, and Edwards missed the tying three-point attempt at the buzzer. According to the report received by Denver police, Edwards was leaving the court to go to the locker room when he swung the chair and injured the employees. The injuries were not serious, according to Denver police. The Timberwolves, in a statement issued on Wednesday, said they were aware of the alleged incident, and in the process of gathering more information, club had no further comment um it might take me some editing to be able to do I that don't, I but don't i think want it's it right possible. now i just want to okay. know if you can do it i can probably do it yes back to edwards that is really warrant he swung the chair it barely grazed he wasn't trying but the to people hit. thankfully did not get hurt right yeah but it wasn't like it, he was intensively trying I mean, he to picked hurt up anybody. a chair and he kind of come on he was, you know. uh, he was upset you may have noticed he ran right off the court well according to mary moriality his brain isn't even developed that's yet. true he's not 25 yeah, yeah. When I saw that footage, I immediately thought, how can I put myself in the place of getting hit by a chair by an NBA player? Big payoff. That is retirement. That's retirement right there. And watch the suit those people fight. And I would fall down like a hockey player. Seriously. Oh, the pain. That guy from the stars the other night, Kenny. Like what Phony did when uh, he said (laughs) Felino tried to take out his knee. A lot of people think Felino was trying to do that. I do not. I hope he was. Well, <laughs> it was a different take. I'm getting uh, emails from Dallas saying, put that in your pipe and smoke it, you <laughs> wild fans. Wow. Minnesota Governor Tim Wall signing several bills into law today that aim to protect providers and people traveling to Minnesota for abortion and gender-affirming care. The proposals advanced by Minnesota Democrats come as other states are debating and passing restrictions and bans on abortion and health care that affirms a person's gender identity. The new laws would protect families and children traveling to Minnesota for gender-affirming care from repercussions and extradition orders from other states that restrict the procedure. The abortion proposal would enact similar protections, making patient data on abortions private and restricting subpoenas from other states. The governor also signed a measure to ban conversion therapy. The discredited practice of trying to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. That proposal will prohibit the practice on minors and vulnerable adults. That bill had some bipartisan support with more than a dozen legislative Republicans joining Democrats in voting for the ban. Uh, Speaking of the legislature, that controversy we talked about yesterday, it was quickly dispelled yesterday. If you missed it, here's what we talked about. uh, Democrats were trying to strike a statement from a bill concerning sexual orientation. The statement they wanted to strike read, the physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult is not a protected class under this chapter. 
Democrats said it was in too close proximity to a statement saying sexual orientation is protected and seemed to equate pedophilia with a gay orientation. It was all taken care of quickly yesterday when a Republican legislator proposed moving that same sentence to a different part of the bill. After that was done, the bill passed unanimously. What, what did we? So what did we accomplish Whom? by doing this? You appeased well, Fink in some way. I it don't took know it how. out of proximity to the mention of gay people and okay. pedophilia in the same sentence. Remember, there guys. are legislators there only for sexual reasons. Right, Joe, I know you're not down with Twitter, but the Gays Against Groomers Twitter account, it's only, it's not even a year old yet, June of 22. They have 255,000 followers. It's really interesting. I'm on reading. their side. It's uh, really interesting reading their tweets. Really interesting. You may have seen this video at some point this week. A 31-year-old suspect is back in jail for the 35th time after leading law enforcement on a wrong way chase in the East Metro Tuesday morning, according to the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office. That suspect is expected to be charged today. Ramsey County Undersheriff Mike Martin said his agency and Maplewood Police received several calls on Tuesday morning about an erratic driver in the Highway 61 corridor when they determined to be a suspect in a stolen red Chevy. Just before 8 in the morning, traffic cameras showed the suspect speeding through intersections driving the wrong way down busy Highway 61, leading to several near misses with other drivers. Mostly he was on the shoulder of the road, but at times would veer off into traffic. Martin said the truck was pulling a dump trailer and driving extremely dangerously. It was looping around in certain areas, so officers were able to anticipate where it was going. After using two rounds of stop sticks to deflate the driver's tires, police say the suspect left his car on County Road D in Madness Heights, tried to hide in nearby garages. Eventually, <laughs> eventually was arrested, taken to the Ramsey County Jail. Less than two hours before leading law enforcement on that wrong way chase, court records show that the suspect had posted $5,000 worth of bond on DWI, drug, and stolen property charges. The suspect, as I said, 35 times, been arrested, has a lengthy criminal history dating back at least a decade, including misdemeanor and felony drug Do we have a charges. name on this idiot? Not yet. He'll be charged today, and then mm -hmm. the name will be... Uh, Do we have a name on the idiot that continually turns him loose? Yeah, uh, there 35 times. There was some uh, reporting done on that. Did he get out of jail yesterday? And then yeah. Two hours, two hours. Two hours, and then that. he was back. Yeah, okay. There was some reporting on that, and I forget uh, who did the reporting, but they went back and checked all of the bail. It might have been Channel 11. And the bails, they thought, uh, their legal expert thought, were all very low mm -hmm. every time he's been bailed out. So, mm -hmm. Fishing season is almost here in Minnesota. There's a problem. Bait shops are having trouble finding enough minnows. According to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, minnow harvests fell at least 25% between 2017 and 2021. So we head toward the walleye opener on May 13th. Might not be enough minnows to go around. That's a tragedy. According to Urbank Live Bait Company, one of the largest minnow providers in Minnesota, the state's long cold winter did damage to our ponds where most minnows are grown. The store also said the... <sighs> yes. Finish, and then I'll tell okay. you the bad news. And I got a question, too, about Damn this. It. Damn, Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Go ahead. Minnesota's strict bait laws are also creating hurdles. In an effort to cut down on invasive species of fish being introduced, Minnesota doesn't allow minnows to be imported from other states. 
Lawmakers are considering loosening regulations to allow imports to remedy the shortage. Other initiatives being considered include improving methods of raising minnows and allowing harvest from lakes currently on the infested waters. Kenny, you go ahead, then I'll ask my question. Both uh, when I saw this on the news this morning and when John was reading it, I was pretty proud of myself because I don't go to a bait shop. I go to the source the people that actually go out and get the minnows, and that's who I buy from. And, uh, John, uh, that's the people you just quoted in the story. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. They, they <laughs> so, may not, they might so not have any for you. I, I thought I was better than the general public. <laughs> Turns out, no, I'm just another slob looking for minnows. I got a question. <laughs> I'm sorry if this comes off stupid. Hmm. If you leave a minnow alone, this, the minnow gets to live. I in. know where you're going. Mark the tape, Reavers. Yep. Mark the tape. Here we go. Three, good. two, one. Does it become a big fish? <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of fish? A large minnow? It depends on the minnow. Suckers, See, it wasn't that dumb of a question. Suckers do become get suckers. Big. Yeah. Shiners? Eh, they just. What they happens sh- to they're, them? They're big shiners, and then it, it's over. Hmm. They're like they the extras in the Wizard of Oz. What happens to them? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just stay there. Yeah. I mean, they you know what? No ambition. They don't do the no dance, ambition. Matt. The minnow dance. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we better take a little break before you know, we wait, do any more. I tell you one oh, thing. Yes, sir. We had a that. dog when I was a kid. Yeah. It spent. Every moment of daylight. Oh, this is not oh, exaggeration. Oh, going up and down the shore looking at minnows. That's it. Oh, every that, moment of daylight. That was my dog, Dunker, yep. who, as a puppy, my uncle Al tossed him off the end of the dock to teach him to swim. That's how you he, do it. He was forever afraid of the water, but he would stand in the water on shore all day long. Yep slamming his head into the water yeah. trying <laughs> to catch a minnow. What's with these minnows? More news after we hear from the rookie. Me? Oh, rookie. Oh, All right. Are you going to do something? Oh, go do ahead. Something? Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. I'm still getting ready. Oh, well, I want to <laughs> tell you that uh, uh, my friend nice plan, Mueller Chris. Memorial take care of that rough spot in life. Well, or many rough spots in life. Mueller Memorial has been a family owned, has been serving families for more than 75 years. I know the family. I've known them all my life. Scott Mueller is a friend of mine. They, uh, they helped us take care of both my uh, parents. We planted them with Mueller's and uh, the, the, the details are difficult and they can be frightening and fraught with anxiety, but, Miller, Miller, Mueller smooths that out. It's Mueller time. They well, it can be, and they right. create the event that honors your loved one and brings families together to celebrate a life well lived. There's no need to to fear this task, this inevitable task. Once it once it uh, hits home to you, it can be overwhelming. But Mueller Memorial will make sure that you're you're not overwhelmed. Scott has written a book called. What to know before you go. It's free. Go to MuellerMemorial.com slash GL to request a copy while supplies last. It answers all the questions you might have about planning a funeral or cremation service 
even if you don't think it may be right for you now, it sure might be something you need to consider in the future, especially when it gets time, you know, to take the keys away. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Uh, but it's uh, they're really, really good people. They'll handle it with honor and respect. Go to MuellerMemorial.com slash GL. Rook, I'm going to need you to do that here. I was ready, and then I had to look up the political stuff, so I forgot about it. That's all right. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. Three, <laughs> two, go. You know, for the last, uh, I don't know, several days, uh, I've been telling you about Minnesota Masonic Charities and some of the new stuff that they've got going on and featuring the Minnesota Masonic Charities Scholarship Program. And I want you to learn more about it, and so do they. One of the largest private scholarship-granting organizations in the state of Minnesota. That's Minnesota Masonic Charities. They're proud to support the young people of Minnesota because, you know what, they are our future. So what they did is they got together, all the brain powers, they launched a brand new scholarship program, unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's called the Selfless Scholar. And the scholarship program works. Uh, instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their own achievements, it encourages young people to look beyond themselves and recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students, their peers. So after receiving hundreds of wonderful stories, MMC has finalized the recipients for 2023. And over the course of the next several weeks, I will be sharing some of the stories with you, you wonderful Garage Logic listeners. Um, the other cool thing about the scholarship is the $15,000 scholarship are split between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to write the story and got the attention of a peer. It's so they both win. It's a really good deal, and I can't wait to tell you about it. Uh, check out MNMasonicCharities.org to learn more about these scholarships, but I can't wait to bring you some of these wonderful nominations from MinnesotaMasonicCharities.org. I don't know, Chris. Yeah, that's weird. I was looking right at it this time when it went away. And Matthew, what? I pitched you the slowest pitch I have ever pitched anyone. What and did I swing you missing? Watched it go right by the minnow dance thing. We were referring to the midgets on Wizard of Oz. I expected oh. the song. I even did this. As mayor of the Munchkin The City. dance thing. <laughs> and you just sat there like a, I, uh, a nipple on a teat. You know, I did miss that. I, I apologize. Well, what are you doing on your computer? Watching what the show. kind of email are you doing? Watching the show. Well, no, you are. You Before that, you weren't. What oh, are you it? doing on your computer? Well, Nothing. I didn't mean this to turn into a beat-up. Show-related, whatever you're doing? I don't have anything up. All I have is my Joe, email up. No, don't. I was just taking a fun, cheap shot at him. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I know. I have fixed it. John, how much more do you have that you uh, are uh, adamant that you must do? Oh, probably none. <laughs> I mean, I, right, I have seven or eight stories. But I go right up to Cap Bait, and it's got this big warehouse full of these concrete pools full of minnows. And it's so cool because on the weekends they're open, but it's self-serve. And it's just the coolest thing ever. And they're way cheaper than a bait shop. I mean, like, what if you adopted a minnow? <laughs> you know, put him in the and you had thing? and you had a little cage. You put a like a cage in the lake, okay. and then you, just let the minnow live in that cage. Would it suddenly get bigger and bigger and bigger? How many mansplaining emails are you going to get on this one? Oh yeah. And there's one yeah. minnow expert that just got wind of it and is just wringing his hand. Oh, I can't wait to send this email to him. Here's how minnows work, Joe. There's big <laughs> ones. There's small ones. 
I've got three of those in the past week explaining something to me that I already know. So what you're telling me is what you're telling me. The minnows stay small. I don't when know. a minnow is born, is it big? Shiners get big. Well, here's the two options for I, them. I, fatheads, I, I don't know that they ever get longer than your finger. They're always tiny well, as far as I can they tell. They have two options. They die in the pool where you buy them. You know, that's half of them. Half <laughs> of them are already dead. Eaten. Right. And the other ones get eaten before they can grow big. All right. Christ, I'm, I'm, right? I'm just, we're done. Why is, this. why do I? <laughs> Here we go. Please rescue us. Oh, uh, I'm not ready for rescue. He's a man who spends hours <laughs> in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts. So if you adopted a Joe Sushere. <laughs> You're telling I? me. I want to hear about the sun coming up. Is there oh. a lot of paperwork for that? Adopting a minnow? Oh, this is like shooting minnows in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about DK Banks, that is. Yeah, the sun came up. They threw open the doors at 10 o'clock. They've been at it since 99. All sorts of firearms, including minnow guns, <laughs> pistols, revolvers, shotguns, scatter guns, rifles, you name it, ammo, magazines, of course, parts, yes, accessories, gunsmithing, yeah. You want to update that trigger, get in there. They'll set you up with something that pulls nice and easy. It's a full so a service joint serving the entire Twin Cities and beyond with their website, dkmags.com. Special orders, check. Uh, buying your firearm, check. Even single items or even big, big, large estates. You want to sell something on consignment, that's also doable. A wonderful staff, a great selection and very pr uh, fair prices. DK Mags are on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. In keeping with uh, what we've been talking about, I've got some responses from people, including Steve in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, oh, mm -hmm. Good. on yeah. why they don't move. All right. Steve writes, Joe, after I wrote to you about the Bryant Avenue redesign and the proximity of our house to this urban corridor of the future, Reavers was led to wonder what it is that keeps people like me living in the city. That's a good question, and this is a particularly now uh, even more important question given this dystopian failure <laughs> of the legislature to the point where they might very well be recording bias remarks. Yeah. That's a good question, one I've had to think about before formulating a response. I'm assuming Reavers is coming from a particular point of view, perhaps questioning why anyone with GL sensibilities would want to live in the land of the Euphorians. Well, the truth is, I'm as centrist as anyone could possibly be. I am equally as perplexed, dismayed, and disgusted by the insanity of the far right as I am of the far left. But I enjoy the energy, the unique neighborhoods, and the proximity to entirely distinctive districts in this urban jungle. And if given the choice of living in a mature city neighborhood with boulevards and parkways lined with stately homes built to last 150 years or more, unique, one-of-a-kind shops, restaurants, bars, and establishments, or living in an exurb subdivision, where all the houses look the same or accompanied by strip malls, big box stores, and the occasional sight of a Perkins-sized Trump flag waving in the breeze, I'll take Diversityville. And, Joe, I get the sense you would probably do the same. You're over there in St. Paul on Maine, right? <laughs> I would be willing to bet that even after several more incarnations and generations of Mayor Melvin clones, you would continue to live near the urban core. Mm. 
<laughs> I've never had a political discussion with any of my neighbors. They may live in liberal lakes, but everyone conducts themselves as though they're from mind your own businessville. In fact, I recall Kenny describing his neighborhood similarly. Everyone is cool. Nobody pushes any kind of agenda with the exception of a scattering of yard signs in the fall. I fly my American flag on Memorial Day, 4th of July, and Labor Day. I fly my gopher flag on football Saturdays in the fall. Nobody seems to care about either. However, I'm not sure what the reaction would be if I flew a GL flag. Uh, they would just think it's gay lesbian. <laughs> I've worked in downtown Minneapolis for more than 35 years. Most of my professional uh, come on, turn the damn career. page. Career Most of my dancer. professional career. I even bike to work for a living on the way to do my day job. When I commute by bike, the three blocks from my house to Lake Harriet are the only city streets I'll travel between my home and downtown, thanks to the Chain of Lakes trails and commuter trails. And yes, the Kenilworth bike corridor has been ruined by the Southwest Light Rail construction, but that will come back in 2020. 2028 and another billion dollars please make no mistakes i abhor the bike path on the city streets and those unsightly pylon sticks that have proliferated everywhere lining every precious ad hoc bikeway as if it's going to keep a car from hitting a cyclist uh, i always say if i knew i was going to die tomorrow i would drive around minneapolis and mow down every damn pylon in the entire city <laughs> I will admit I often have buyer's remorse for perching this house, but not for the reason you might think. We frequent establishments all over Minneapolis, St. Paul, and surrounding communities, and without fail, I will lament not having a purchased home in Mac Groveland after, a joy, after enjoying a beer and burger at the Groveland Tap, or wish we lived in the Northeast after going on a bar crawl to the old nice Tony Jaros and Indeed Brewing or after visiting Highland Park or the North Loop or Excelsior or Stillwater. There's always going to be another shiny object, another great neighborhood with seemingly greener grass. But we come home, sip a bourbon on the front porch, head down to the lake for a walk at sunset, and realize this is a great place to live. It's a choice for all of us to make based on our own wants, needs, and desires. There is no wrong answer. I went to the U and lived in numerous places in Uptown before buying this house in East Lake Harriet 20 years ago. But recently, it seems like I've dug in my heels even more about staying here. After the decline of Minneapolis over the past three years, I feel even more determined to be here when it makes its way back. See, Steve, I just wrote today, I'd like to be here to see how it all ends. <laughs> I, I, I won't live that long. To see what happened to our city after the riots was absolutely heartbreaking. Buildings that could never be duplicated up in flames and gone before ours. The city does feel different now and has since that nightmare summer. There was something in the air in 2020. It was as though the sky was a different color, like we were living in an alternate universe. But I digress. I'm not expecting anything to become more affordable, nor for my property taxes to go down, nor for Minneapolis to elect a moderate mayor or city council. But I am hopeful this city will bounce back. The lakes aren't going away. This area will always attract uh, investors, commerce, and people. I want to be here to see it, even as the prospect of moving out to quieter haunts like Medina or Marina in the St. Croix seems tempting. But of all the things I have to be grateful for, one of them is listening to you numbskulls 
putting in my earbuds and taking a trip to the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's a daily respite, a mini vacation from wherever I may be listening, even from right here in the belly of the beast. For all that, I sincerely thank you. Keep pushing back. I remain a loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. Thank you. That was a better letter and a better reason to stay in Minneapolis than all the propaganda and marketing and BS I've heard in the last three years. And the only thing I disagree with is, Steve, you live in an awesome neighborhood. I love that neighborhood. I have another one, also a fellow named Steve. Joe, or should I say Reavers? I would love to pick up everything and leave this state. Reaver said he does not understand why people don't. My understanding is Reavers has a young family. There is a window when you really just can't pick up and leave. You have to think about the entire family unit. I have two kids in middle school. They both play sports. They both have a batch of friends they are tight with, and they are getting good grades. We also have a third grader that has had trouble making friends. However, this year he found his stride and got in with a small group of kids. It would be difficult to transplant these children into an entirely new environment. They would also take a dinger in sports because you get penalized your first year at a new association and cannot be on the A-teams. Although my wife could get a job anywhere, unfortunately, my career is tied to a license only good in Minnesota. And adding to the fact that outside the metro, I would make half of what I make at my current place of employment, which I have seven years left to retirement. If I were to leave the state, I would have to go back to school for a semester and test to get that state's license. My retirement would not carry over to another state. So now I would have two retirements. I would take a hit in my current one because I would not be putting into it. And the new retirement fund would be small. And uh, to even make it worthwhile, I'd have to put 10 years into it. So in short, no. It is not easy to just pick up and leave the state, let alone the area you live in, because the state and our local government is completely completely missing the mark. And yes, it's difficult to get to their meetings when you work, have kids, and life in general. The government doesn't just know this. They bank on it so they can get away with passing things no one asks for. I'm sure many families are in the same boat that would love to leave, but are but there are times that you really just can't make that move without disturbing a lot of ground. Steve, and he lives in Afton, which a lot of great people team, would think place. that's where I would have to go. Would, yeah, nice place. It's a gorgeous place. It's the, if, if people are going to leave, I would say it's the state you have to leave. You're yes. not gaining anything by going to Afton. You're still facing the same dystopian end that the Mysterians have in place. Chris, did you move at all as a kid? Uh, we moved one time when I was in junior high school. Yeah, we moved a lot. Hate, hate, hate moving. Yeah. And no. the last move I made is hopefully the last one. We hate moved moving. once when I was a kid. From the city to the lake? Yep. He brought up a lot of good reasons, though, kids being one of them. Uh, it was our goal to stay there until the son graduated because we wanted him to have an education in Minneapolis. Yeah, but then which, 2020 happened. Um, yeah, and he was already out of high school, and I was just waiting for the okay, and, you know, you know the rest of the story. Yeah, great, I do. <clears throat> uh, there's many parts of living in the sustainable urban core that I must admit I enjoy. Uh, oh, it's it's Joe. Well, pizza, 
and Chinese food. You cannot <laughs> okay. get it here. You cannot plus, get it. Plus, I'm five minutes from everything. Yep. Including the airport and both downtowns. Right. And that's a decision that you've made. No, it just happened upon me. I never <laughs> consciously set out to have that be the case, but it's turned out to be the case. Not five minutes. I'm uh, yeah. 10 to 15 minutes from everything. When when you moved into the place you're at now, were you looking in that area or were you just looking and that came up? Well, you were just trying to get out of Chef Special. We, when we bought our place in South Minneapolis, we were looking in that neighborhood, the Standish area. Well, the true story is we had exhausted the house we were living in in terms of space. There were three kids in one bathroom and really no place to put another bathroom, even though we had already added onto that house, added some rooms. But I was told in no uncertain terms, if you don't find a house <laughs> by whom I with at least one or two other bathrooms, uh, that's it. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's no room at the end. Look at this guy. <laughs> and and uh, so found the place where we are now. It's an all right neighborhood. Eh. I would say you landed on your feet. Well, but let me get back to what I like. I like that we're 10 minutes from everywhere. We've got more urban wildlife than you do in true Crow Wing County. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I had a skunk and a raccoon in my driveway last night. How'd you get rid of it? Not a problem. <laughs> and aside from <laughs> sirens, uh, it can be very quiet. In fact, I, I've come full circle, having never grown up in a city. Uh, summer holidays in the city are very enjoyable. They could not be quieter because everybody's left. Right. Hmm. You can get a seat in any restaurant you want. They went up the to the lake. Streets are quiet. Uh, there's it's still a... noise, though. There's times up here where I think I miss the rapture. It's so quiet. There's not rapture <laughs> on the night of Fourth of July. You got some stray kids. That's well, true because you guys ban fireworks yeah. in yeah. St. Paul. <laughs> and and if you're in the city and you're a GLer and you want to pre- impress the CI girl, or you you're a CI girl who wants to impress the guy, there's things like. Uh, Stephen C. tonight is at the Commodore. That's right. Oh, nice! I mean, that, that's, seriously, that's 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 urban entertainment. You're going to hear now. piano music like uh, you've you've never enjoyed it to that end. That's uh, when I first moved to Minneapolis. I was still young, and that was for me. I was like a kid in a candy shop, man. Yeah, I was seeing bands and artists yeah. every you know every week at least. Something Same with points. me, John. Seven nights a week, full yep. throttle. Yep. Yeah. Then I got old. Yep. <laughs> the only way I'd move and the only way I think I could win is if it was to a lake on the lake. Mm. Not a block off it. What's the point of that? Gotta be on the lake. You don't want yeah. the back nope. lot. Yeah. Nope. I think I could get away with that, but those are becoming uh as time passes, those are becoming so cost prohibitive that it's it's really nothing I'm even paying attention you to. You know what's better than having a lake? It's like uh better than having a boat. Having a friend that has a lake place. 100%. There's boat. gas money. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've always applied that to Florida. I got friends with houses in Florida. That's sure as hell better than owning a house in Florida. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wait, guys, you know, are playing golf? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing on uh, clients? Are we done? No. For the day? That's why I can tell what you're about to do. That's why we still need to do another one. Oh, we better take a break. Well, but you know what? 
When you're 10 minutes away from the best restaurant going, 30 bales. Okay, I am. Well, no, I'm not 10, but I could get there in 20. And easy. You've, you've easy. utilized the online yes, ordering I have. I have. menu, and you can find that at 30bales.com. Here's the deal. I took the entire fam, my parents and my family, to 30 bales on Saturday. I'm not doing that. Their new patio, <laughs> which is set to open. Todd told Christ, me on why Saturday. Why would you want to do that? Uh, the patio should be open by Memorial Day weekend. Well, how about when it's warm? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That should It should be in the next couple of weeks. Hey, May's next week, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really cool. So look forward to that in the coming weeks. But if you are interested, Mother's Day brunch. They are going to fill up, so I would call them now to make your reservation because if they fill up, they ain't taking you. When yes, is sir. Mother's Day? The 15th? Is it a week from this Sunday? No, I believe it's the 15th, right? Is that the fishing opener? Is always Mother's Day? So it's around there. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's over there. Where is he? Where is the governor? Well, I'm sorry, you're doing an ad. That's okay. Where is he going to fish in Mankato? They got a couple. They lakes. got a lake. Well, it's the actually the, uh, what's that city? Uh, Sunday, May 14th is May 14th. Mother's Day. Minnesota Lake, I believe, is what yeah, the But one. you could get the food for Mother's Day. That's right. Yeah. So here's the deal. 30bales.com. Go on their website. If you are also interested, they have a really cool new function called bar catering. If you've got, an, I don't know, a graduation coming up, maybe a cool celebration, anniversary, whatever, you call 30 Bales. You tell them, here's the number of guests I'm going to have. They're going to bring you an entire bar to your work, house, whatever, and they'll take care of it for a, for a fee. Go. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool Hell setup yeah. that they're going to have there. So uh, call Todd and the crew at 30 Bales and let them know what you're interested in. Also, check out the menu. The Scratch Kitchen is the absolute best. Please let them know at 30 Bales. You heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Is it? Was I right? Is it the 15th? 14th. 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 Damn it. That's close enough. Yeah. She ain't my mother. Boy, not having glasses is a real pain in the ass. Did you just forget them, Chris? Or? Yes. Why, my, are you, you cheaters? Do you function s- with prescription or cheaters? My sunglasses are prescription. So I was fine driving here. Yep. But then I got here and went, oh, crap. I how many ads left? Oh. <laughs> Sorry you're going blind, but how many ads? We coming up on the ride. coming up on the ride. <laughs> uh, we should be able to wrap things up. Here, so just give me one second while I edited it. Edited it. Uh, yeah, I better call my sister. Why don't you do it now? Let the town uh, council hear it. Uh, I know. Is this uh, the one that sat by me and John? <laughs> whose birthday? Mary's. Hmm. She won't forgive you if you don't call her. Well, I'm calling. Don't worry about that. You got that down. My call. I got always call. Joe, I can't remember. Did you like or not like City on Fire by Winslow? What did you tell uh, me? I thought it was Pat. Got it. This I just uh, I'm almost done with the second one. Yes, sir. I probably yes, I am. am probably gonna. Well, unless you give me the second one, I to borrow, I probably won't even go look for it. I, well, if but we, if you lent it to me, I'd read it. It follows City on Fire, right? Correct. It's uh, he Danny leaves the East Coast and comes right. to the West Coast. Yeah. So City and remains Green. a crook, I would imagine. Um, well, I don't want to give it away, but he yeah. doesn't, uh, oh. except for one thing that he does because the government wants him to. Yeah. I finished Peaky Blinders last night. Did you? Yep. Wasn't that great what they did with Arthur? Wasn't that a great plot twist? John, don't forget to send me news stories. Oh, Arthur. thank you, Chris. Yeah. Oh, he lived. Also, don't Faking. forget your time card. 
Oh, there's many fakes. Oh, thank you, Chris. Yeah. That was I, I wasn't sure how far you were. Is so that how far you are? No, I'm done. We're all, I'm all done. caught up. Okay. I'm done. Now there's going to be a movie. I'll watch that. Well, I'm not going to run to the theater. but I'll probably wait till yeah. it comes out watch it at home. Everybody dies at the end? <laughs> many people. There will be blood. There will be blood. Rook, I still am angry. We've talked about this already, about the end of Ozark. I'm sorry. I, I can't get over yeah, it. Yeah, not a fan. Not I, I Good, don't like the, the bad guys. Movie. Bad guys won, man. Is that the Jason Bateman one? Yeah. yeah. But it's that's a great yeah, series. It was killer. It was a killer series. And in the end, it's just like, no, no. The, Why opening, are huh? the opening scene, though, to that when he's with his business partner and the way it violently goes down, yeah. just whoa! Why are well, the that, on right that, now? remember in the That's end of season four, oh, when the lawyer got right. killed while they were walking. Yes, yes. Right. that just freaked game. me the hell out, man. Tomorrow's the uh, yeah. Nobody was safe happy hour. There. Happy hour game. I think that's going to be popular. John, I do. I'm going to yes, watch Jim. JFK revisited. JFK revisited. What's who that? did it, Kenny? What did uh I don't want to say because John's gonna get so mad at me. <laughs> I'm not gonna get mad at you, Kenny. What did Oliver Stone? What's his deal? He thinks that's who did it. Conspir well, he thinks uh, if you watch the movie, he he puts all the conspiracy theories into one movie. Right. So you never but really he, know. He redid he he did another one. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't know that guy, with a guy that wrote a book and he brought up a lot of things that we didn't know then that were released. After you know the information, yeah, everything. like a bullet can dance, a <laughs> dancing bullet. <laughs> and to make it worse, it's going to cost me extra money. <laughs> Why? It's on Amazon, but oh. I have to pay like seven bucks if I want to keep it forever and just rewatch it. Is it over and over a and documentary, or is it with doc mm -hmm. or with yeah. actors? Yeah. It's a documentary. No. I got yeah. It. Kenny, I bought Top Gun Maverick on Amazon, and oh I bought God. the DVD because <laughs> I'm so, a nerd. That played on cable one weekend, <laughs> so bad. and I recorded it, and I went back and watched it again, but I only watched the flying scenes. Did you like it better? Oh, I like the flying scenes. Yeah. I think the movie and dialogue and premise is stupid. What movie is this? The flight scenes are sweet. Maverick. But when they're flying that valley, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. the plot is an Archie comic. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and the, the action acting, is fun. And the yeah. acting is just awful. Right. Although Jennifer, what's her name though? She's worth Jennifer Connor through that part. <clears throat> Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jennifer's not hard on the eyes. She's bony. What? Oh, yeah, she's bony. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm not mad about the JFK thing. Now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. Now he's mad. <laughs> that's that's Skits. Johnny's gal. We'll be talking about skin her. and bones. Half-assed actor. No, she's a good actress. Can you remember she was in that movie Miles Davis and John Lee Hooker did the song for with oh Don, the hot spot. Don, Don Johnson. Yep, the hot for, spot. Uh, yeah. Fratelloni's hardware. Right, might be a little out of your league, Kenny. She uh, went to Yale and Stanford. Ry Cooter. Wasn't that, is that who did the movie? Oh, uh, who did the music? No, John Lee Hooker and Miles Davis. John Lee right? Hooker, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. you said that. Duh. I did. I did. Oh, Have you guys nice. ever seen uh, Requiem for a Dream with Jennifer Connelly? It's a really weird movie. What is it? Requiem for a Dream. Never heard hmm. of it. Very bizarre. About 2000 or so. Yes, Ken, uh, Chris. 
breaking. Authorities are preparing for the release of the Trans Nashville Shooters Manifesto. Okay. I thought we had that already. Did we not have that? Already? No, it hasn't been released. Oh, boy. The Covenant Shooter's writings are now being reviewed for public release according to MNPD's PIO. I don't know what that means. For a public, public information, information officer. officer. But what is MNPD? Memphis Police Department. Ozark. Yeah, oh. it was fantastic. I hated the end. I loved Ozark. I hated the end because the bad guys won, and they turned the kid, who was the only good Brooke. person in the show, bad. Hated it. The end. Love when show. you unsubscribe, you keep getting them. Exactly. Oh, That's the question. <laughs> that is so wrong, but that is hilarious. That is hilarious. I've seen another version of that. <laughs> a big giant gal, her pronoun is fee fi fo fum that would be reported to the state of Minnesota. Yep. Uh, you'd, uh, you have a bias think, complaint. I am thinking about reporting you myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we ready? Uh, just yet. Gonna, this is it, Joe. This is it. I'm, I'm gonna. Here's the beauty of the uh, town council. I'm gonna answer Scott's <laughs> email, even though he just heard me say what I said. Yeah. Hi, Scott. <laughs> Got him. Let's go. What? Rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Pumalanga, South Africa. From the Traveling Lyman's at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day. Joe, today is April 27th. A fire destroyed, oh, in 1915. Thank you. A fire destroyed the St. Paul Public Library at 7th and Wabashaw Streets. The library resided in the old House of Hope Presbyterian Church building at 5th and Exchange Streets and later moved into its present building across from Rice Park. Hmm. On this day, April 27th, in 1948, okay. KSTP-TV made the first commercial television broadcast in Minnesota showing the Minneapolis Millers game from Nicollet Park for the approximately 2,500 owners of television sets in the Twin Cities. Wow. Station owner Stanley E. Hubbard had experimented with television since the 1930s. They've been running a series all week on Five Eyewitness yes. News. Oh, really? On the 75th yeah. anniversary of the uh, going on the air. It's been interesting. Oh, cool. Really cool. Well, that stuff they had to haul around. Was huge and heavy. Channel 5, the first in the Metro? Yes. So who are these 2,000-some nincompoops that had TVs before there was anything to even watch? <laughs> Well, there was TV. Uh, apparently, uh, well, that's a good question. Maybe just now, network just television. Hey, Ma, come in here. Look at this fuzzy screen. <laughs> the first commercial television broadcast in Minnesota. Well, Kenny, leave it to you to ask such a question. <laughs> that was There's... a good question, though. The best part of my career was when I started here in the 80s. I hung out with a new and was friends with employees that knew who they called at the time the old man. Yeah. And stories about, well, now we call him grandpa because of my association with, you know, his granddaughter. But 
what a character. What a guy. Not only met him, but Royce and I were taken to him to have an audience. Cool. In which he said, you ought to play. Uh, you this would to, be a good idea. You ought to play this for the start of your show. This might be a good idea. And we were just smart enough to realize, let, and, let's play that. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. Yeah. 2023. Because he owned the organ that this was played on. It was some giant pipe organ pipe organ that he yeah. had from a theater or something what is or, or had built here maybe and this organ this number is meant to be played loud yeah. it, does this have a name 76 yeah, yeah. trombones yeah Dumbbell? that's okay thank you <laughs> i didn't know the name of it sorry never seen the music oh. man huh chris oh. I, I have it oh why is that bad that i asked the question this is almost not like knowing what the Pledge of Allegiance is. No, <laughs> it's not that bad. No, it's 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 in the ball. Really? right up there. It's in the ball. Wow. Right up there. Costa bleeping Rica. That was my next soundbite on my page. What was he like? Uh, well, you know, a delightful old guy. I don't really remember. I think he had a cigar going. <laughs> and uh it's funny his son hates smoking he yeah, lived no. <laughs> he lived across the alley from the donovan family that was in st paul and robbie donovan was a classmate of mine so every once in a while down we would in see kings him. maplewood yeah so every once in a while we'd see him you know pulling in or, or in his yard very nice very nice i mean he was an old hey he's the guy that owns kstp we thought that was really cool when when uh and I don't. I feel uncomfortable using her name. But when Ginny was moving and redecorating his office, so she could move into yeah, it. Yeah, that was his. First of all, she didn't want to go up there. Yeah, she she was wanted to be downstairs with us, but she finally got talked into it, and she showed me his escape door, where people would come to visit him at his office. He'd hear them, and he had a door he could sneak out yeah. of and go nice. down the stairs and get the hell out of there. That's so awesome. <laughs> You want to hear something really sad, though? Not really. <laughs> Whenever I go up there, that's the door that Ginny uses Ginny. to get out. <laughs> Is that when you go up to steal candy? Yeah, when I go up to steal candy, Ginny just sleeps, uh, sleeps so out of that. I door. have a list of the, dumbest, you, of the dumbest questions asked today on a Thursday when Joe's trying to get out of here. What's the name of the song? All right, I'll take it. That's number one. Uh, behind that is, do minnows get big? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> who actually shot JFK, even though that was during a break? Yeah. Okay. That's what the show synopsis should be today on uh, Twitter. The yeah. five dumbest questions we asked on the show today. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got to go. So you, you come up with, you and Rook come up with the. Uh, say right. the line, synopsis? Joe. Synopsis? You got to say it, though, Joe. Do a minnow grow up? No. <laughs> what? See, we'll, well, thank you, GLers. There we go. Do a minnow grow up? <laughs> Brother was closing it out. Elwood, do you want to sing a song? Yep. yep. Elwood. Yep. Uh, you guys yep. cover uh, we'll, cover uh, uh, the we'll editorial. Cartoon dust up at the Star Tribune. The hate speech proposition. Right. And the dumbest questions ever asked. No one's <laughs> allowed to leave yet except Joe. Oh, I wonder, I wonder. I John, wonder. listen to this lineup. Yes. In the chase. A young Jane Fonda, Robert Redford, a very young Angie Dickinson, 
James Fox, Marlon right. Brando, wow, Janet Rule, and Jocelyn Brando. Why have I never heard of this? It's done in the uh, 60s, 66. 66, yeah, I just saw it here. Yep, yep. I just seen it. Hey, I seen it, Kenny. 76, trombones. <laughs> I actually have not seen the music. Seven oh, music, really? trombones. I'm not a big musical guy. Don't like musicals. Neither am I, but I know the song. Sorry. Probably Chris, because I plugged it in every Monday night and the cart said 76. <laughs> 76 <laughs> right, exactly. I can see it. We got the cart here. Remember the dirty you label cheated. on that thing? Yes. Yeah. It was just hat. Yep. <laughs> All right. I have the thing up. You know. Uh go ahead, boys. What do we want to say? Oh, that's not on helicopter. That's why you're here. Helicopter. I like twiddles. I like twiddles. Um, uh, Mike Thompson from the Star Tribune. We didn't have him on. No, his uh, editorial. Editorial. Cartoon. Joe. Something falls. Oh, already gone. Damn. <laughs> Come on, guys. Don't, don't, A don't Star Tribune editorial cartoon. Cartoon. Yep. Forces the um, editor of the Star Tribune. No, that's too long. Backlash. No, forces unnecessary apology. Okay. Yeah, there you go. What else? I spelt unnecessary wrong. All unnecessary. right. Do minnows grow up? <laughs> question. Yeah, minnow, you got it. That's the question that's of what the day. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to go look for. You know, if, if, if that's on the description, there's no way in hell I'm not going to click on that. <laughs> yep. That is the question of the day. Yes. Will the Vikings win or will Cleveland win? Who was that? Larry Fitzgerald? Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> With what Eric a great Nelson. bit. Topic of the, the what is this? Uh, what else did we talk about? Um, Matchstick, man. Although we did spend a lot of time on the cartoon, didn't we? Johnny Hyde. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm driving home with William yesterday. I said, did you hear any of the show today, bud? Well, you guys talk a lot, so I was just on my Chromebook. But I heard something about, what did he say? Oh, it was so damn funny, which I could tell he heard us, but he wasn't paying any attention whatsoever. I said, all right, that's that's good. Just, just don't tell mom. No, he just knows whatever he hears in here. It's never to be, it's not right. to be repeated. And he's He's really good about that. Um... Mm, it's raining there, huh? Yeah. Finally stopped. Wait, are you here. saying it's raining again? I don't believe that's what he's saying. Mm. I don't think so. Um. Thank you, Johnny. Yes, sir. Oh, I gotta send you a thing too. Right? Yes. Uh, yes. A thing. Um. <laughs> Miley Rivera. Do we know her? ESPN. No. She's an MLB reporter for ESPN. What happened? She called a fellow reporter a bleeping bleep and got fired. Uh, the bleep first bleep is an F word and the second is a C word. So, oh, that's not good. I didn't say you are one. Exactly. I said you are acting like one. Rivera called reporter Yvonne Gate 
a freelancer working with Tokyo Broadcasting a bleeping bleep after Gate attempted to interview Aaron Judge, who Rivera had set up time for with an interview, set up time wow. with for an interview. Are you guys noticing there's a lot of that the uh, media on media crime lately? Did she get <laughs> fired or just in trouble? She got fired. Oh, she got fired. Far. Oh, wow. Far. I just saw the headline. I didn't know what it was over, but that's not surprising. It's always fun when a gal uses that word because then you know you're in relaxed company. <laughs> you don't have to watch right. yourself. <clears throat> All right. I'm going back to work. All right. What, is, what oh, have you hell. been doing? Uh, looking at Adrian Borbeau on the Tonight Show. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Brian's mad at you, Kenny, about your Jennifer Connelly commentary. Yeah, it was a bit. <laughs> I, well, I'm sorry. We don't we don't do bits. Remember, that's what I keep hearing from listeners. I went Everything to Google you're saying. I went to the Google to verify that she's not hard on the eyes. Oh. All right, five thousand. I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. What? And I'm, I've already turned my TV oh, off. Was she the bar he's the bar old. owner in Top yeah. Gun? Yes. Oh, okay. The uh, that movie I was talking about, Requiem for Dream. Yep. It's about four drug addicts. She's one of them. It's a long story, but it's a really weird movie in a good way. I like weird movies in a good way. So it's her and uh, Jared Leto. What's the name of it, Johnny? Rec Room for a Dream. Rec Room for a Dream. For 2000, okay. I think. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It's very strange. And a little Let's creepy. See. Is it on Prime? R-E-Q. <laughs> I have to spell Requiem. Requiem. Damn near killed him. Rent or buy. Oh, What's or the I can, price difference? I can watch it without with commercials? Nope, unavailable. Oh, director's cut. Rent movie, three ninety nine. dollars I'm going to watch that uh, Oliver Stone thing instead. What's the name of the Oliver Stone one? i got to check on that now, too. JFK um, Revisited, did you say? Yeah. And I just watched a, a speech, a two-hour speech from the guy uh, who worked with Oliver, whose book it's based on. And uh, he didn't seem like he was insane, and he was more than willing to call a lot of the theories complete insanity. That's good. Oh, but wow. then he, they branched off in other things. They spent a lot of time talking um, in this speech Go hold up about what was going on within the government and national and global politics at the time and how this – is that it? Yeah, can you see it? There it is. Boy, that should go into the museum. Pull it back just a little bit, Rook. Is that the cart? Yeah. Yeah, I can't see the label, but, you know. Tell him he should take that home. You should take that home. That should be in the Pavic, in all honesty. That, yeah, that seriously, it should be in the museum. Because honestly, I don't even, could we play it right now if we wanted to? Do we have I don't cart? think we have a cart deck in the think building. We do. Uh, I think Geraci has one cart. Does he? Yeah. Jim's play. mad at me right now. Oh. Because of that, I I sent him the wrong Grunhofer ad. Oh, for, way to go! For I can't remember if it's going to run on KS ninety five or fifteen hundred. Uh, and what I found really interesting, John, was the the politics and who Kennedy made mad, and he started people making people mad um, before he was even president. 
um, really? he gave a speech, and I can't remember what country it was regarding, but everybody came out against him, including most people in his own pa- uh, party. Uh, but Harry he, Ernst? Is that the guy who's in it with him? That's what it looks uh, like from the Wikipedia thing. Wikipedia. That sounds like a made-up name. Barry Ernest. I'm sorry, Ernest. Does uh, does Robert Kennedy? Is this going to uh, upset the apple cart by him saying he's going to run, or does it not really going to matter? Well, I, I the theory is he's they want him to run against Biden. Yeah. To take Biden votes. I don't know. The, the theory is that's why the Republicans kind of enlisted him. Uh. He's a lunatic. I'm sorry. I loved I his father. His father was one of my favorite people ever. And, uh, he's a okay. lunatic. I don't know anything about him. What makes him a lunatic? Well, we start with, and you guys, of course, will yell at me for this. Is, That's uh, right. He hates all vaccinations. Not not just uh COVID ones, but uh, that's how he came to prominence. He hates other ones, too. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he thinks U- U.S. should have nothing to do with uh, Ukraine. Uh, let's see. I, there's a whole list, laundry Got list. It. Married to Cheryl Hines, though, which is weird. Oh. And apparently, Wait, yeah, really? he's married to Cheryl Hines, yeah. I didn't know that. Apparently, he was introduced by, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? Oh, my God, I'm senile. Curb, curb guy. Oh, right. Uh, Larry David introduced him, which... As bedfellows, I would think politically, uh, Larry David and Robert Kennedy Jr. match up only on the environment. Wait a minute. Wasn't she married to somebody else once? I don't know. <laughs> She's married to him now. She introduced him at his uh, press conference when he was running. Yeah, she was married to Paul Young. That's it. Paul Young, the singer? No. That's Neil. <laughs> no, Paul Young was a singer in the 80s, had several hits. Uh. Uh, I knew she was married to somebody else because I remember. Uh, I don't know why I remember. Not that it really matters. I don't know. Do you remember? Heinz married Paul Young, founder of the management firm Principato Dash Young. I'm going to guess he's not the singer. No. But they divorced in 2010. Okay. Um, Wait a second, John. I give you wrong info. Uh-oh. Um, it was not a speech. Hold on. It was, uh, his name is James something, and he was on a podcast called Concrete, spelled with a K. And he's got crazy eyebrows. Um, Concrete podcast. Yeah, they talk a lot of, I don't know. Shit. And the speech I watched came up when I was out of the room and the, the podcast ended. And the speech came up that I was watching was uh, two hours and 11 minutes with Dr. Grover Proctor talking about Lee Harvey Oswald's final phone call. From uh, the city of Allen that does evidently a lot of... Allen, Allen. <laughs> Allen, Allen. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, yeah, sorry I missed on your minnow deal, but thank you for the big, huge softball setup on Ginny's secret door where I said that that's the door she used to me. Yeah, that was good. That was that was good. Yeah. I'm familiar with the secret door. Right when you go up the top, just if you go if you go up the stairs. Yeah. The be, the it, 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 the side one before the single stall bathroom we all use. No, other stairs. Oh, the other one. The front other stairs. Other one, yeah, oh, the front one. Right. You can see that there's something there. It looks oh. Right, right, right. right. Okay. And this concrete podcast, they spent right. the first few minutes just hammering on Vincent Bugliosi, which I oh, just, really? found, just found that delightful. Why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they gave me all these reasons why he's a bad guy and a lazy journalist and hired people to do most of his writing, which reminds me of a local mi me, uh, music critic that I won't name. Um, uh, and they just gave a lot of reasons why everything he contributed to the uh, JFK thing was just pure bunk and laziness. Have you ever seen the book? Uh, no, I have not. Have you read it? You, I can't. I use it as a reference book. It's like sixteen hundred pages. Bully yeah, for some book. reason they they tore it apart. Really? Yeah. Um, well, and I've been trying to watch these things with kind of um, uh, with no preconceived notions on where I want this to end. You know, I just listen to these people's opinions. And, uh, well, I wonder. Uh, I'd like. I, maybe I should listen to that because I'd love to know what they tore apart in that. Yeah, concrete. K O N. Well, I'm not going to listen to Kenny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm actually watch. It's uh, on YouTube. I, I don't. I, I watch these podcasts or whatever. Yeah. No, Bugliosi's book is yeah about as in depth as I've ever seen, <laughs> which makes me think that them calling for, him lazy is uh, well. For some reason, they found a lot of his stuff. Uh, yeah, to be nonsense and assumptions that aren't true and. Oh, stuff like that. You know, I I can take it or leave it. Well, every well, okay, everything that I've and I like I said I've ever read it because I'm not going to sit and read sixteen hundred pages, and it's this big. It's you know one yeah, of those yeah. sixteen hundred pages. Uh, but every you know I'll see something, say a specific incident, and I'll go look what he wrote about it and see all any all he does is present. You know who he is, right? I mean. The pro Oh, of course. He's yeah. a prosec yeah. prosecutor. We, I so actually was part of an interview with him. Talk, yeah, I talked it, to him on the phone. Yeah, Everything in the book, basically, he sets out to disprove or prove like a prosecutor. So The problem is, like for guys like us, is nothing is definitive. You know what I mean? It's just so many little bit of fact combined with a whole lot of opinions. I, and assumptions. Hmm. I see. see I don't uh, find you, that. You, in the stuff you have I'm preconceived right. notions, though. No, no. Because I really do think, from what I've seen, that, that Lee had, a, he was with the CIA and they were using him and he was a dumbbell and he didn't think he was a dumbbell, but they knew he was. <laughs> Just yeah, all the, we're we're gonna have to disagree on this all the dumbass things he did. Well, he was not a genius. I mean, no, he was dumb. That's been established by uh, a million witnesses. You know, yeah, people that knew him. And... All 
I can't, uh, I don't know what this, I got to read about this phone call though, because uh, I'm not sure what that's all about. Uh, yeah, good luck getting through it. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a hard time. Lee Harvey Oswald's final phone call produced by the city of Allen on ACTV. The Raleigh call, Lee Harvey Oswald and JFK. Dr. Grover Proctor yep, is the I guy got, that gave the, gave the speech. I got a million stories. On and it's on uh, YouTube. From seven years ago, by the way. And a lot of that he said, she said, BS. But I watch it anyway. You know why, John? I have an open mind. Oh, no. Kenny, I spent Great pleasure of meeting and inviting to my office in the West Wing, <laughs> South Korea, and the United States. Is- uh, okay. I, Twenty he years. Didn't, he didn't say why he wanted that slowed down, but I bet it was because she'll really sound drunk then. Yeah, because I, I I'm wondering because YouTube doesn't allow that function, so I'm wondering if I'm going to have to record it and then play it back hmm. uh, via Audacity. The only problem is I use Audacity to to record the show. Right. So then, yeah. Because I won't be able to play it back from that is the only problem, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. One day day closer. Kenny, you know I spent 30 years agreeing, basically, that there was a conspiracy, right? I've told you that. Where's where's Tom at on this? Didn't he go back and forth, too? He goes back and forth all the time. He he believed there was a conspiracy. Then I convinced him there wasn't. He was that way for about three years, and then one day he said to me, I think I believe again there was a conspiracy. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he's at now. I have no idea. That's that perfectly describes not only my JFK theories, um, but the 